The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Mind Body Pause with Charlie Kale, holistic living for you and your animals. You found your happy place to nurture your connection to animals with enlightening information from the innovators who make their world a better place. This is Mind Body Pause on Empower Radio. Now, here's your host, fellow animal lover, Charlie Kale. Welcome to Mind Body Paws, holistic living for you and your animals. I really appreciate your being here. This is show number 33, Rising Out of Grief with Val Hart. I'm Charlie Kale, a broadcaster and Reiki master practitioner in San Francisco at Energy Healing for People and Paws. I do sessions in person and over the phone or on Skype because energy transcends space and time. And there's more about that at charliekale.com. And I'm also a dedicated dog and cat mom who is in mourning Again, back in February of 2019, I lost a beloved Tonkinese cat, Marco, and I'm still grieving his loss. Then just three months later, his brother Kashi, who was his litter mate, decided to follow him across the Rainbow Bridge, and I am beyond devastated. And this was just a couple weeks ago. So this show is dedicated to Kashi Cat. This is your safe place to honor animals and grieve over their loss, where we'll nurture our connection to them mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, and metaphysically. My guest is an expert on grieving. She's known as the real-life Dr. Doolittle and animal communicator and healer to the stars, founder of the Heart System for Solving Problems with Animals. She's a master healer, having studied all kinds of modalities with some of the world's best, plus a seasoned seasoned motivational and keynote speaker, columnist, best-selling author of Don't Screw Up Your Dog, and featured expert in national magazines and television. Welcome, Val Hart. Oh, my goodness, Charlie. I'm so delighted to be here. Oh Thank you gosh. for loving animals, everybody. And I, I know, Charlie, my heart goes out to you for your loss. Oh, thank you for loving your kitty cats and having such a fabulous connection with them and for talking to them. Oh. You know, and I... I get it about grief. You know, it's it's hard. It is so hard. I just feel like I've been mired in quicksand and it's been pulling me down and it's everything I can do just to get through life. And it, it, I get your emails and I happen to see that this Saturday, June 22nd, 2019, you're offering an online masterclass about dealing with the whole process of grief and animals in transition. So I saw that and I said, <gasps> That's the person I need to help me with my grief show because I've been trying to write one. And again, it's like I'm slogging through wet cement. So you really do have a big heart, Val Hart. (laughs) You squeezed this (laughs) interview in at the last minute in the middle of a very busy schedule. And I am so appreciative. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, I always think, I think Maya D'Angelo said, a a broken heart is a bigger heart. Right? Yes. And, you know, I've always felt that to be true. I mean, I've certainly lost um, beloved animals, animals that, you know, devastated me. And, you know, and I work with people and their pets, preparing them for transition, easing that process, smoothing it out, making it more peaceful, and then helping them reconnect on the other side. And sometimes, yes, they come back to us. They reincarnate. So how do we find them? You know, uh, what's, what's all that about? So, yeah, I've been around the block oh, a few times. That's myself. I know. And that's the thing. It's just like the love with an animal we that we give to them, that we receive from them, that we are in, 
ensconced, you know, with them is so huge that losing them is so painful and and hard to get through and yet not recognized as widely in society as I wish it were. Well, you know? and that's, you know, the thing, it, it, losing a pet for an animal lover can be more significant and more devastating than, than the loss of human family and friends. This is true. And, and I've lost animals over the years and it, it's always painful. I always choke up, you know, no matter how many years or decades ago it was. With Marco and Kashi, it's so recent. They were also a tie to my human fiancé. <laughs> human fiance. Not that I have an animal fiance, but I just want to stress he was a human and he had been my fiance. <laughs> well, you never know. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Thank God he's right so... now. He yeah, no, that's that's funny. Go ahead. But Keep he... going. Tell us your story, honey, so we all understand. <laughs> but he died five years ago and it was traumatic and sudden and unexpected. So all my animals grieved for a long time after he died and Kashi and Marco were a tie to him because we adopted them together I I was doing a live broadcast at an animal adoption and Gus wanted to come with me because hello animals and we agreed we already had two cats at the time and we're not adopting anymore and of course we got to the adoption site he ran running through the adoption the cat tent and went <gasps> when he saw marco and kashi these these cream colored cocoa faced blue-eyed tonkinese kittens and mm. we picked them up and they hugged us like little koala bears and nestled their little heads on our shoulder and i looked at the adoption woman i said okay We'll, we'll take them. She said, they're brothers. They have to go together. I said, of course they are. And she said, but don't you want to check with your husband? And I laughed and said, he has to check with me. <laughs> so it's such a memory, you know, deep within and having them gone. I mean, you know, with all our animals, the routines that we had with them are such a reminder, a daily reminder, because the routine of abruptly changes and and you find little things that just waves of grief come crashing over you again and you, like right now I'm fine but I know that anything can make me dissolve into tears how do we deal with that grief so we can get through life and actually do things and not feel like we're pulling ourselves out of mud mm, yeah oh you know I, I get it it's so hard um one of the things I would tell you, I mean, if, if you were my client, we're working in, in uh, working with this together. Communicating with Marco and Kashi is really, really important. You have probably unanswered questions. You've got, you know, you're going through your own grief and sadness and loss process. But finding out what thing, what they're thinking. How are they doing on the other side? What are their plans? Why was that important? Why was the timing important? Uh, you know, so many questions, you know, unanswered. And I think until we answer those questions, it's really hard to find your peace about it. Right? right. So that's, right. that's one of the things to do. Does that make sense? Oh, very much so. Right. And um, so that helps. It doesn't take all the pain away. It doesn't take all the hurt away. So after that, we have to work through what I call seven stages of grief. 
right? So let me go through those real quick so that everybody knows what they actually are. They're very similar to the seven stages of losing a human, right, a friend. Um, but it, it's a little different when it's your animals. Um, I know it, it helps to know what the stages are because somehow it helps our left brains know where we are in the process so that we can be okay with whatever we're feeling. Oh, that makes you know, sense. You don't want to yeah, so you don't want to suppress or shut down any of your emotions because that gets you stuck. Um, in, in fact, I've had animals on the other side tell me, I've tried everything I know to get across to my human, to reach my human, to give them messages, to, you know, to share that I'm still here and, and, and all of that. And I can't get through because they have shut themselves off into this, uh, and I remember one dog called it a pain rock. Uh, that his, his little uh, dog's um, p- uh, um, person had surrounded her with and literally just kind of locked herself into a pain vault and nothing the dog could do to, was could get through it was uh-huh. it, it was heartbreaking to him and the other dogs could hear him you know the other other animals they had but not her because she, she was so shut down in her own grief and her own sadness and the stories that she told herself you know, made it so much worse. And, and it's like she couldn't, nothing new could get in. The the animals couldn't get through. Oh, right? yes, for sure. Yeah. And so it's not that they're not, that their spirit doesn't continue. It, it's that in our own mind and our own consciousness, we stop. It's like we get stuck with how they passed or imagining that it was so painful or um, we, we get stuck in our own trauma drama. And then we're not fully present and we're not available to them. And we can't let go. We don't know how to let that pain rock go. You know, let it dissolve out of our field. Yes. Does that make sense, Charlie? Oh, oh, very much so. And I knew that. And and at times, my I still have three other animals, and I don't want to short them because I'm grieving so much. But um, I know they sense Kashi and Marco around. Um, my one yeah. cat, my one cat, sleeps on the bed with me more now than she used to. And I lifted up the covers for her to go under, and she hissed at the covers and I knew that Kashi must have been lying there against my stomach and she sensed his energy and I didn't and I so I'm I'm fully aware but then there goes the guilt thing that I'm think I'm yeah. then I'm guilty oh I'm so stuck in the pain I'm not sensing their signs yeah boy it's a real catch 22 isn't it right. <laughs> it sucks it sucks i know it's horrible um but yeah the regrets and the guilt can get you so so wrapped up in knots oh my god and then you're not even present for your other animals and for your whole life you know it's right. like and, and that would never be ever what marco or kashi would want for you absolutely not no right tell me forward Exactly. It's like, move, move on, mom, you know, let it go. <laughs> Remember, um, I had my beloved horse, uh, Moonglow. I, I, uh, long story, it's on my showhorseexpert.com blog. Not, I haven't told the whole story yet, uh, but a lot of her story is there. Um, uh, um, 
she was a racehorse client that I started working with in the 90s, um, and I was the reason that she even had a successful career. It was an extraordinary story. Um, she did really, really well as a racehorse, um, but then her career ended, and she was going to be thrown out to auction, you know, as they do, churn them and burn them in the racing field. Oh. Race- but anyway, Sorry. let's not go there today. Uh, no, that's I not know. our topic. Another yeah, day. Um, yeah, another day. So, so Glow, you know, I, I I got with Glow, and I had we had fallen in love with each other. All the you know all this times that we had worked with each other, and I had helped her, and she learned to trust me, and you know we had such a deep connection. And I brought her into my life. I I could not stand to have her go to auction, um, as I knew her life. Yeah, I. No. Um, anyway, brought her in, and um, we started retraining, and I was, anyway, long story, um, at the end of it, she died. She died of colic, um, and it absolutely devastated me. I could not move forward. I could, I just... Oh my God! And I could I could communicate with her, you know, and I could feel her. I knew she was around. We still had wonderful conversations. Um, and then, and what happened? And this is the point of the story, <laughs> is when I would sink into my misery and my regrets and my guilt and my you know all the stuff that we humans tend to have in spades, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. We have so much of that. Yeah. All right. Too much. Um, too much. So much. We drown in it. So. Here I am falling into that space, and what she, one of the things she used to do, she would put her head over me and kind of hug me, or she would come up behind me and nudge me in the middle of my back. It's like, come on, Mom, move, move forward. Come on, let's <laughs> go, go do something. Um, so I would sink into that misery after she uh, left, and I could literally feel her in my back nudging me forward with her nose, uh, so strongly that my body would literally go forward. My physical body would go forward. And every single time her message was, come on, what are you doing? I'm fine. Look at me. (laughs) I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm very, very happy. I'm here grazing in the green grass, and I don't have to futz with you humans anymore. (laughs) And and I'm very, very happy. And, uh, you know, I want you to be too. I don't want you sinking into your misery. You've got things to do. You know, and, and that grief doesn't even make sense to me anymore. Yeah, yeah, it was sad that I passed, but you know what? Come on, let's go. Let's go do something else. Hey, by the way, and she would tell me something, you know. <laughs> so every time she'd do that, it was a, such a clear and powerful, such a potent reminder that there is life after death that is just as important as the life they lived with us as the transition the graduation day, as we sometimes call it in the heart school, um, and then also reconnecting on the other side and then even reincarnating. It's like this just one chapter in our life's journey, in our spirit's journey. We cannot over-focus or get stuck on that one little piece, that one chapter. There's more, right? right. There's more. And in my head, of course, I know that. And you're right. There's a flow to it, a beautiful flow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'll tell you what, let's go through the seven stages of grief right quick. Um, Mm -hmm. So everybody can find and kind of track where where you are. Right, so you know this is a process. It doesn't last forever, especially if you do your inner work, if you do your healing. 
right? If you reconnect with them, if you communicate with them, if you listen to their wisdom and their guidance, um, and if you are willing to let the pain rock go so that you can free your hands up to receive something else, receive the next gift, right? Um, I know that Marco and Kashi Kat, they would never want you to cry every time you think about them. You know, they would never want to bring you that kind of pain. Um, that was just one chapter in their life. It was just, just one piece out of this huge and a fabulous and amazing life. Right? It's not over Absolutely. yet. Absolutely. Oh, nope. And and they've told me that they can uh, actually Marco, when Marco transitioned, he told me he can help me more in my Reiki yes. practice and energy healing from the other side than he could here. And I heard him That's- say that. Very clearly. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so feel the truth of that. I mean, where does that resonate in your body? Yes. Oh, in my heart. Yes. Yeah. I find a lot of times when the animals are ready to get out of this physical body, it literally is. It's like stepping out of a old car that ran out of gas um, or taking off an old suit that no longer fits. Right. right. Spirit continues. Right. We are spiritual beings having human or cat or whatever body physical experiences, but we're the spirit operator. We're not the body. <laughs> right. right. We're, we're playing with- in the body, right? We have this disguise um, that we're experiencing life with, um, but that's not who we really are. Oh, right. And we get to put on a new one next time around. Exactly. Let's go get another body. The next yeah. one I get, I'm going to have, it's going to have a lot more bling. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We're talking with professional animal communicator, master healer, and grief expert, Val Hart at learnhowtotalktoanimals.com. And we're talking about the seven stages of grief. So keep going, Val. You got it. Hun. All right. So the first one is shock and denial. Right? I mean, yep. Oh, my God. It's how we react to the loss. It's like numbed disbelief. Uh, deny the reality. I don't Avoid the pain, whatever we do, right? Shock actually provides emotional protection from feeling so overwhelmed all at once. So in some ways, it's a way to protect ourselves. It's like we insulate ourselves and sometimes we get stuck in here for a long time that that period the first stage can last for weeks maybe longer the second stage is the pain and guilt stage so as the shock begins to wear off it is replaced with the suffering of unbelievable pain it's excruciating almost unbearable It's really important that you let yourself experience this pain fully and do not hide from it. Don't avoid it. Don't try to escape from it with like alcohol or drugs or something. You may have guilty feelings or remorse over things you did or didn't do. Uh, Life feels chaotic and scary through this phase. We're very, very tender, very vulnerable. Right. We're missing a piece of ourselves. You know how close animals get. They get up under your heart. They get like they're part of us. And then when they go, there's this big hole left in our life, in our like you said, the daily routine in um, in what we do and who we even think of ourselves out. We like our identity. 
right? Uh, you had an identity of your soul brothers, Marco and Kashi Cat, and now they're, soul, they're in soul spirit. They're not in the physical cat body anymore. So it changes, right? It, it, it changes. So feeling that emotion, letting yourself feel it honestly, directly, clearly. Don't try to suppress it. Don't try to control it. Let it up. Notice where it lives in your body. Notice how, it, how heavy it feels. Notice if it feels like a rock or it feels like a, I don't know, um, uh, it could feel like the weight of the world. It could feel like an elephant crushing your chest could feel like you've been gutted, like eviscerated. Um, could be like you're literally dragging, you know, uh, weights behind you. For you, your uh, feeling has been that you're mired in quicksand like wet cement, and the weight of it is pulling you down. Right. Right? Right. So when you just let yourself really feel it, you don't even have to be able to express or describe it brilliantly. Just notice it, feel it, be willing to lighten your grip on it. Because sometimes we close our fist like, you know, like, like, like that's your cat's. It's not, it's just, it's just the feeling of loss. It's all right. Perfect. doesn't yes. mean anything. That's a hard one for a lot of people. It's just a feeling. Right. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, it that does. It does. So how does that resonate with you? Uh, there was a little less pressure on the chest because when you said elephant on the chest, I, that one I've been feeling too very much. A little yes. less pressure on the chest. Yes. Thank you. <sighs> Do you feel like you can breathe a little better? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I hear that. Your, your energy actually feels a little easier, feels a little lighter. Oh, that's Yay. my impression. <laughs> Good. Do you feel it? Yes, yes, I do feel a little bit lighter. Yeah. So, okay. So, so we'll keep working with that. And notice that it started. The process has started. You know, I think sometimes we wrap a dark cloak around ourselves and we just cannot let anything else in. We're in too much pain. Right, and, right, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe I could lift the edge of the cloak you know, the the cape or whatever it is. Maybe you could lift the edge of it and kind of look outside for a little bit, just maybe like two seconds. You right. know, and then it's like, oh, that's not so bad. Oh, I could lift it up so I can see better. And before you know it, you don't need it anymore. You might still drag it around. Like, uh, who is it, Linus in the Snoopy cartoon? Right, oh, dragging the blanket. blanket. Right, the blanket. Right. You can still carry the blanket, um, but you may not need to hide under it anymore. You know? Correct. It's a process. So Let's um, do. Let's get to some more stages because we are running out of time, and I don't want to. My God, I, I told you we had enough material. For <laughs> okay, so let me go through these. The third stage is anger and bargaining. Ah, right? so, yes. Oh yeah, frustration gives way to anger, lashing out, unwarranted blame for the death on someone else, trying to control it, um, rail against fate. This is the time to release the bottled up emotion. You know, why me? Why did this have to happen? I, I don't. And then there's the bargaining part, like with the powers that be. I'll, I'll never drink again if you just bring him back. <laughs> I'll be a better person. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so now we can we rewrite history here? Uh, by the way, that's one of the techniques that I teach my Animal Talk Coaching Club Masterclass people. Oh, nice. <laughs> so how to rewrite history. That's a useful tool, let me tell you. And we're down um, to just a couple minutes. Okay, uh, let's give you the fourth one because I know we're going to continue our, our talk. Oh, we um, so let me give you the fourth to. one and then we'll take a, a quick, uh, I think we'll stop and go next. What do you think? Is that for good? Go for it. Go for it. Okay. The fourth stage of the seven is depression, reflection, and loneliness. So just when your friends may think you should be getting on with your life, a long period of sad reflection may likely overtake you. So this is a normal stage of grief. Do not let yourself be talked out of it by well-meaning outsiders because encouragement from others can cannot be very helpful for you during this stage of grieving, right? This is when you fully realize the magnitude of your loss. Um, you may isolate yourself, reflect, uh, focus on memories. Uh, you may just feel those feelings of emptiness and despair. So those are the four, and then now we start the upward turn, thank God. Oh, <laughs> we are deep in the hole by this point. <laughs> now we right. start turning things around. Yeah? Awesome. Go ahead. Awesome. So um, and do you want to just mention them, and then we, we will do another show and go deeper into them? You got it. So the fifth step or, or stage is the upward turn. You're adjusting to life without them. Things Mm -hmm. become calmer, more organized. Your physical symptoms lessen. Your depression begins to lift. The sixth stage is reconstruction and working through it. You're more functional. Your mind starts working again, and you start seeking realistic um, solutions uh, and living without them, and you start um, reconstructing your whole life. You start moving forward. Um, The last stage is acceptance and hope. So there you, there you go. That's the last of it. It doesn't mean instant happiness and like you'll never feel sad again, um, but it just means that given the level of pain and turmoil you've experienced, uh, you can find a way to move forward. You could actually look forward to that. You can plan things. You know, for all we know, when you get through this with Marco and Kashi Kat and are open and fully present again and have received the gift inherent in this experience, um, they, it'll be time for them to come back. Oh, nice. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that, too. So we are talking with professional animal communicator, master healer, and grief expert Val Hart at LearnHowToTalkToAnimals.com. And you have an online masterclass that deals with all of this in depth coming up this Saturday, June 22nd, 2019. And I do. you. You also have a special offer for those of us here in the Mind Body Pause Zone. I do. I do have a special offer for you guys. So if you are interested in the master class or master classes, go to learnhowtotalktoanimals.com and look for the Animal Talk Coaching Club and the master classes. They are fabulous. Oh, my God. Extraordinary level of training. So there is that. There, there's something else I have for you, though. I haven't even told you yet, Charlie. Are you excited? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, one of the courses uh, that I taught is called Coping with Pet Loss, and it's on my website. You'll find it there under Courses, and what I, I have a gift for your people. It's 50% off the normal um, investment in the course, and all you have to do is when you check out, put Mind Body Pause, all one word, all caps, 
um, and to get 50% off of that course. I think you'll absolutely love it. So that's oh, a special gift wonderful. just for your audience. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Val Hart. Um, we're going to keep you on. We're, we have to do another show because we need to dive into the rest of this dealing with grief. And you are clearly absolutely wonderful at it. Amazing. And have a big heart. Val Hart, learnhowtotalktoanimals.com. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with me at Mind Body Pause, holistic living for you and your animals. Check out my Reiki business, Energy Healing for People in Pause, at charliekale.com. And find my past shows there, as well as on my page at Empower Radio. Special thanks to Brent Carey, the CEO, and to Remy Smith at the controls back at the studio in Detroit for their love and support. Take care and remember that no matter what What's going on with your animals? Don't beat yourself up thinking you could have done better because you're doing the best you can. They know it and they chose you anyway and they love you for it. Mind Body Pause is a guilt-free zone. See you next time. Hi, I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.